on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Purcell, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the thickness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have a special episode. I don't even know what to call this. What should we call this? Real Talks. This is a real talk? No, with like an S. Real Talks because you're here? Yeah, yeah Okay, cool. so Real Talks with Andy and DJ. That doesn't sound right, man. What do you think, Madat? Nah, we'll just call it Real Talk. Okay. <laughs> this is a special Real Talk, okay? Because this one might last longer than 20 minutes. And DJ's going to be in on the show. But, you know, we always talk about what's going on in the world. And we always talk about what's wrong with the world. But... Today, I wanted to talk about a couple things that I think we could all agree on in terms of how things should be. 90% of this country understands that things are messed up, all right? There's only 10% of people, and by the way, they're not all on the progressive left. There are some people on the far right, and I would say that 8% of them are on the far left, and 2% of them are on the far right that are fucking insane, okay? But if we talk about the rest of us the 90%, I think we all want the same things. We all know what we want. We all know what we would like. We all know that we're not getting it, but we can't ever have those conversations because we're told that we shouldn't get along or that we can't talk about things or, you know, because this person is a Democrat or this person is a Republican or this person is from the inner city or this person is from the country or this person is black or white or straight or gay, that we inherently will not agree. And I don't believe that to be true. You know, I get called a lot of things because of the content that we talk about. A lot of times I get lumped in with the far right. I am not right. I am common sense. And I believe most of you are as well. And I think that if we took a minute, maybe a few minutes, to talk about some of the issues from a common sense standpoint about what this country should look like, maybe we could find some common ground. You know, I talked about the situation that's going on with child abusers and child traffickers and child molesters. And I talked about it in my story. And I said, can't we all agree? Can we not all agree? No matter who you are, no matter what political affiliation, no matter where you come from, no matter the pigment of your skin, no matter who you like to have sex with, any of these things, okay, can we not agree that no matter what, children are off limits? You don't fuck with kids. And if you fuck with kids, these people deserve harsh public example-making punishment that sets a standard as a deterrent for a civilized human culture. And I made that story, and the response was 100% positive, okay? So if we can get 90% of people to agree on that issue, don't you think it's possible that we all want some of the same things. So I figured what we do today is we would just go down some of the issues and talk about how we here believe they should look in real life. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, top 10. I mean, they're not in no particular order. I do think it's important too, because like, I'm sure you guys watching this, listening, you'll notice that there's a couple of issues that are not on this list, right? Yeah. And you have addressed those as things we, we, we call them below the line issues. Yes, such as abortion. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people like to make their whole entire identity around abortion and they like to argue about abortion. 
But what they fail to realize is that abortion may be a situation that comes up in someone's life one or two times in their entire life. Maybe. Okay? And we're willing to make political decisions that affect the entire rest of our lives, the rest of our existence, around this one issue that is below the line. It is below the line, and it's below the line for everybody based upon the frequency of which this issue comes to the forefront of our existence. And there's other issues that are below the line. There's other things that don't necessarily matter every single fucking day. I'm not saying it's not an important issue. I'm saying it's not an important issue every single day for our society. And what these elite, quote unquote, representatives of our people trick us into believing is that these are the most important issues, which allows them to destroy all the other things that we would need to have a civil, happy productive day-to-day life. Yeah. And I, th- I just thought that was important to bring up. It's very important yeah. because a lot of you guys will say, I believe in this. Okay, so because you have a stance on abortion, you're okay with them taxing you at 70%? Right. You're okay with the crime going crazy? You're okay with things costing 10 times more? You're okay with the government taxing us into a, a, oblivion and stealing the money? You're okay with all of these other things that affect us every single day? You're going to vote. Yeah. You, you got understand? abortion, though. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. That makes no sense. No. It doesn't make sense for anyone. And so no one's saying it's not an important issue. But we have to learn to delineate between above-the-line issues that affect us every single day and below-the-line issues, which are still important but not necessarily important enough to change our daily existence and environment. And I think that most people, because of the state of our country right now, have realized that that's probably a good idea. We should probably look at other things like crime and the economy and what's going on in the world than getting all stirred up about things that uh, you know, we only deal with a few times in our life. We, we, can, we, can, we can argue over those things, but let's get the main thing straight. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, that's a good way to look at it. For sure. I want to ask you too, right? So like for people listening, Andy, would... Are they supposed to agree with everything on this list? Like no. all, all, all of this? Like, what's your goals for people listening to this? My goals for people listening to this is, is really a, a couple different things. One, I want people to understand where I stand mm. because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of clips that get shared of the show that are taken out of context. And dude, I'm a fiery guy, so I sound, you know, sometimes fiery. a little. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so people associate that. With radical, and I am radical, but I'm 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 radical common sense. Mm. And so part of it is I want people to understand how I think things would be if I were running the show, what I would do and how I would run them. And you don't have to agree. You know, that's why we have a vote and shit. I'm not running for office, but I think some clarity would be uh good for people. And I also think that it would be good for people to hear some ideas from someone who isn't Donald Trump or who isn't Vivek or who isn't uh Nikki Haley or who isn't fucking joe biden yeah because all these people seem to be doing the set now i will say this about i like vivek a lot i think vivek stands out amongst those guys as a real guy but the point is we need new ideas we need new thoughts new strategies and i think if we started talking about things actual particular issues along the lines of common sense I think we could find some places of unity because the reality is, guys, is that if their whole plan is divide us and then take everything from us, which they've been doing for fucking 50 years, man, how do we stop that? 
Well, we stop that by coming together on common sense issues and getting to a place where we come together and then we dictate what actually happens in politics. We, if you ask most people like who their favorite politician is, they'll give you a name. But if you say, do you agree with their policy? They'll say, well, not really, but I feel like it's the best that aligns with me. I feel like, I feel like his, and, and sometimes they don't even know. Sometimes they just know a name. You know, so I think it's important to talk about how things should be, not just always talk about how things are fucked up. Yeah. And that's what I kind of want to solve today. Yeah. You know, for our audience, yeah. like you guys, you guys all buy into us. You guys support us. You share the things. I think we should get some clarity about what we actually stand for, like what this logo stands for when you wear the gear, which, by the way, we have a drop and the new drop that you all have been asking about on the Real American Freedom Gear happens this Wednesday, the 17th of January. We have all new pieces. They are not the same pieces that were on the last drop. Uh, what is that, 7 o'clock at night? Uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard. 7 p.m. C- c- uh, Central Standard. We will have that release. So, it, you know, there's that too. Yeah. So you well, should know what that stands for when you wear it. They don't just go buy that shit. Like, know what yeah. it means. And, th- and th- this is what we're about to get into. Um, again, in no particular order with exception of this first one because uh, this, this is important. The first, the first point of the American consensus is personal excellence. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Well, look, we have a duty to be the best that we can be. Millions of Americans have died and sacrificed for us to have the opportunity to live this life. There was a time in this country when everybody understood that there was an obligation of the citizen to be and exercise their freedoms and to be the best that they can possibly be. And we have abandoned that and traded it for this idea that freedom means that we can just do whatever we want and we can just live a lazy life and we can be less than and we can we can overconsume and we can be all these things. And what we don't what we fail to understand is that when we buy into that idea of freedom, we are actually trading it for real freedom. Because what happens is we fall right into what their play has always been. Their play is to make you fat, to make you sick, to make you uneducated, to keep you poor. And the reason they do these things is because for twofold. One, when you eat the food, you're consuming their food. Then you you get sick because you're fat, so you consume their medicine. While you're fat and sick, you consume all their data. You consume all their information. You become a mega consumer of streaming. Okay, You become the ultimate consumer when you opt out of living a truly excellent existence on your own. All right? So you have to understand that for us to exercise freedom, we have to live it in our day-to-day life. And if we don't exercise freedom in excellence, then that freedom ceases to exist. Okay? And we want we look around and we wonder why culture is so fucked up. Why is everybody so zombie-like? Why is everybody so sick? Why is everybody so overweight? Why is everybody so broke? Why is everybody so dumb? And then we look at ourselves and we don't ever stop to think, well, maybe it's because we're setting a bad example. Because the reality is there was a time in America where all men, especially men, took this responsibility seriously. There was a sense of pride of being a strong American man and a good example in your community, which meant... Your household saw that. Your neighbors saw that. Your community saw that. Your peers at work saw that. And that made other people want that too. 
And when other people observe winning and excellence, it inspires them to be better. And a rising tide of good culture raises all ships. It raises the standard for the American people. So the first thing that we have to understand is that we have to become the best versions of ourselves so that people can understand what that looks like. And also, we aren't at the whim of their matrix that they have created. We have unplugged ourselves. We are now healthy. We are now fit. We are now eating good food. We are putting good information in our brains. We are treating people right. We are becoming successful. We are building a nice financial portfolio. We have a nice income. We are setting the standard for American culture. And politics is downstream of culture. So if we want to fix what's going on in politics, we have to fix culture first. And that's why I say all the time, personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion because it unplugs you from being a dependent on them, which maintains their power structure over all of us. So if you're not living an excellent life, which is ultimately what this logo stands for, you are failing your obligation as an American. That is my belief. Love it, man. Point number two of contention, crime. Crime's up all across the country, major cities. You got homicide rates are up, out of the roof, uh, armed robberies, invasion. I mean, anywhere you look, it's up. Mm-hmm. Where What is the common sense plan on crime? The common sense plan on crime has to do with one, being able to talk about crime in an honest way. Part of the reason that we have so much crime is we're unable to talk about crime in an honest way. We're not able to talk about who's committing the crime. Where are the crimes being committed? And what kind of crime is being committed? Because if we talk about those things statistically, we are called racist. Okay, so first of all, we have to get away from that and we have to understand that the reason that the crime is elevated in those areas of our American population, I'm not even going to say black American because these are Americans. The reason is because those areas have been abandoned by the culture that we talked about in the first step. Okay, they have been lied to and convinced that a certain group of people have their best interest in mind, which they do not, for the last 50 years under the guise of racism. It's the white guy's fault. It's not the white guy's fault that black people are killing each other at a fucking unprecedented rate, unless you consider the white guy being the guy that you voted for who said he was going to bring all this shit to your neighborhood that never did. And by the way, he did that for 50 years, and it wasn't Republicans, all right? So let's let's define that. So we have to be able to talk about the crime First of all, second of all, we need to take some of the tax dollars that we send over to these foreign aid countries all over the world, foreign aid, which is secret talk for stealing. All right. Embezzlement. Yes. They send the money there. The money comes back to them. They get rich and we get nothing as American citizens. So we have to stop that bleeding and start reinvesting our tax allocation into our first responder network, meaning we should take police from a guy who can make 60, 70, 100 grand, and they should be making 200, $300,000. That way we can actually provide them a reasonable income so they can survive and provide for their family. We make policing an honorable profession. We attract better police officers, and then we allow them to do our job, do their jobs. Okay, it's very simple. As far as punishment for crimes, we got to stop putting people away for fucking 20 years for marijuana. That's ridiculous. Okay, or mushrooms, shit that grows from the ground. Now, if they're trafficking fentanyl, death. Okay, um, if they're a violent criminal, rape, murder, death. Okay, these people don't deserve to live in our society at all. And now we live in a situation where violent offenders 
can be clearly identified through forensic evidence. There's no the gone are the days of people saying, "Well, that guy was falsely accused." That never that rarely happens anymore. Okay, almost impossible. Yeah, and we have cameras everywhere, bro. There's cameras in every fucking TV set and every computer and every cell phone, everywhere. Okay, so the the idea that we can mistaken identity, the the rate of that has shrunk very much, and the reality is, is if we don't have hard accountability for violent crime violence, rape. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, I'm a victim of violent crime. That's why I got the scars on my face. All right. Stories in my book. If you want to read it, violent crime has to be punished violently because people then will understand that if I do this thing, this thing will happen to me. And this is not me being overly harsh. This is not dictate dictator behavior. This is human nature. There was a reason that Vlad the Impaler put people on sticks in his front yard for forever. You know what it said? said, don't fuck with me, okay? And if violent criminals who think they can go around raping and killing and fucking people up, if they don't understand that, like, dude, if you get caught doing that, we're going to pull your fucking dick off on national TV and we're going to cut you wide open. We're going to gut you like Braveheart in front of all your friends and family for pay-per-view and then we're going to take the money, we're going to give it to the family of the victim, okay? That's how shit stops. That will stop that immediately. Okay, so we need harsh punishment. We need reallocation of tax dollars. We need violent crime uh, dealt with in a different capacity than all other crimes. And uh, and also, I believe that we need legal. uh, We need to fix the legal system so that if somebody makes false accusations about someone and it comes out that they made false accusations, that person then serves the sentence of the accusation that they made on the person who was innocent. I think that would clean up a lot of the bullshit. Yeah, and get the Soros prosecutors out, bro. That's a big one. That's that's a that's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. That's that that's that's a whole different discussion. But yes, this is all assuming that those people are removed and we have a just legal system. Yeah. Point number three. Uh, it's a big one, man. We we talk about it all the time. Tax, the yep. tax code, the tax system. Um, right now, as it stands, we're we're financial slaves. Yeah. How do we fix it? What's the common? Well, first of all, we have to acknowledge that we are slaves. Yeah. Okay. American people hate that. They hate when you say that. They hate when you say that we are slaves here in America because they have been told their whole lives that we are the freest country in the world. We are not the freest country in the world. We are actually the only country in the world that is asked to go to work, then pay most of our money back to the government when you add it all up. Some of you might be saying, oh, well, I only pay 30%. No, you don't. Add up all the other tax you pay. What's that add up to? Mm -hmm. That's the actual percentage you're taxed. And then for almost all of us, that's over 50% if you pay tax. Those, we have to acknowledge that if we live to work to provide most of our money back to the government, and then upon our death, everything that we've acquired with the amount that we were able to keep then gets taxed at 60 to 65%, depending on how you structure, we have to acknowledge that we are legitimately slaves to the government. We exist to fund the government. That is it. Okay, that is not free. Okay, we have to take this country back and make it free. And what we have to do is we have to unburden the American citizen from this financial tax structure that has enslaved our culture and our people and made it so that normal people with a normal job have a hard time even existing or surviving or getting a house. There's only so much work harder you could tell people. 
People work very hard in this country. Work ethic actually isn't the problem. The problem is, is that the tax system is so oppressive that average people with an average job can barely survive. That is not free. That is not prosperous. That's not the pursuit of wealth and happiness. That's not anything that we're promised. Okay, so we have to quit this shit of funding the largest organization that's ever existed in human history, which is the United States government at this time. We have to shrink the government. We have to get our tax rate down to 10%, where all of our tax equals 10%. And then we have to use that 10% tax wisely to fund the things that the government should be responsible for, such as our first responder network, um, teaching. Uh, and that's debatable, by the way. So the same thing I said about, about, uh, about police officers should apply to teachers. We need better quality teachers, and tax dollars should be spent uh, more liberally in those areas. So with, with higher, with higher expectations of what we would get as a teacher, but ultimately we have to stop sending all this money. We have to stop allowing our politicians to take campaign donations from money that they sent over in foreign aid. We have to stop the bleeding of America through taxing. Um, we're the only country in the world that sends all this foreign aid to all, all these other countries, which why the fuck are we doing that? We have to stop that. And if we stopped all this shit and we started spending it on police, military, and education and basic infrastructure, we would be able to pay 10% tax and our country would look like fucking Dubai, bro. Yeah. It'd be I, clean. I excess, it'd yeah. be clean. It'd be safe. It would be um, prosperous. The people here wouldn't have problems like poverty. See, they want the poverty that they have right now because impoverished people are easier to control all right so we have to take this we have to cut a bunch out we have to reallocate the money to the effective places that the government should be and the rest of the shit is what it is so uh that's my take on taxes bro major tax reform yeah. down to 10 percent. how much would you, how much better would your life look if all you pay was 10 percent tax <laughs> shit yeah do you know what businesses would look like bro businesses are taxed at the business level and the personal level the business owners, like, you don't understand. People say, oh, well, if they taxed them that, they'd just get greedy and take the money. No, if they were actually greedy, they'd grow their business and employ a whole bunch of motherfuckers and make them make a lot of money so they could keep growing. Yeah, we It would, it would create empires of wealth things. for not just the owners of the business, but the people who contributed in building the business. And that's hard to do now because of the tax structure as well. So there's a lot of change that has to happen with taxes. Uh, point number four. Uh, we have an, an invasion in this country. Uh, it's immigration. What's the common sense standard for immigration? What it always has been, where we have people that come here, they go through a process, they immigrate legally, and then they assimilate as an American citizen under American culture guidelines, not bring their culture here by the millions coming through a porous border and then us funding them, giving them a cell phone, giving them money, and letting them come in and take seats in our schools and send our kids home to learn on the internet, okay? So all we have to do is enforce the laws around immigration. We should have border walls. We should have a border wall on Canada and fucking Mexico, okay? And it should be impenetrable, and there should be fucking gunmen on the top of it that anybody that tries to get in gets fucking shot. There should not be a single border crossing in the United States that is even known of, of any sort, ever. It should never happen. And it's very easy, easy for us to do that. And then what we do is we make them go through the, the process. We make them learn the customs, learn the rules, learn all the history, the things that these two guys have had to learn to become American citizens. And we make them pass the test, and then they get to come in. That's what it's always been. Yeah. It's not hard. We don't need major reform there. We just need to enforce the, the reality of what 
what it is that we've always had. Yeah. And by the way, uh, all the people who have come here over the last few years, they all have to be rounded up and sent back. Reality. People aren't going to like that. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, well, I'm, it's, it's what's going to have to happen, dude. It's going to have to happen or we're going to have a third world country. People keep talking about what's going to happen in the world. What's going to happen? Oh, they're going to turn the power. You're right. They're going to turn the power off. They're going to turn the fucking power off, bro. And you know who's going to fucking thrive when there's no power, no water, and no shit? All these third world motherfuckers that came across the border the last three years. They're not going to have a problem because where they came from, it was already like that. And so all of you soft men out there with your fucking non-calloused hands and your fucking, you know, man bun and shit, you're going to get your ass beat by these people whenever the fucking shit goes down. Just know that. Sure these shit. people are already hard and you're soft. Sure shit. That's why, that's why they got to go sooner than later. Uh, point number five. Uh, this is a big topic. The LGBTQIA. What, what's the tolerance and limitations on this? What's the common sense? Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I think most Americans don't care. They don't care if you're gay. They don't care if you're a lesbian. They don't care. We've gotten past that as a culture many years, years ago. Yeah. Even most conservatives are not. Now we're seeing the rise of the ultra-conservative again, right? Mm-hmm. Who's saying, this is wrong. We're not allowing this. Bible thumpers. Right. Yeah. But most common sense Americans don't care who you want to live your life with and who you want to love and who you want to be with. They don't care. All right? So the reality of this situation is they only care when you start fucking forcing it down everybody's throat. You guys got a holiday in a month every other fucking month, okay? You force every- Three pride months this Hold year, on. Bro. You force everybody to fucking submit to it or they're bigots, okay? You've pushed on people way too hard and now people are saying, fuck you. And so gay people just need to go back to being regular citizens. Let's stop with the activism. Activism should have stopped when y'all were allowed to get married and got all the same rights as everybody else. Equality does not equate to privilege, all right? And right now, the rainbow community has privilege in this country. And they have such privilege that we have allowed drag queens, grown adult men, to go shake their penis in front of little children, and it's called inclusion, okay? No, that's where the line draws. The line is drawn when you start shoving your pronouns and shit in kids' faces, when you start transitioning kids... Uh, at school and not telling their parents when you start telling kids about your sex life in any way, shape, or form. Any teacher in this country who talks about their sexuality with students should be fired immediately, okay? The the line is with the kids. That's where the line is. And then the other line is with the privilege. We're not going to be called bigots because we didn't show up at your fucking parade where everybody's walking around naked, all right? Most gay people don't even like this shit. I have a bunch of gay friends, and you know they all listen to the show, bro, and you know because we went to one of them's restaurant, and he fucking gave me the biggest hug. He goes, bro, thank you so much for not lumping us in with these people. We are not part of that. And pedophilia, perverts, and these disgusting, it's never women dressed up as men that are doing it. It's always men dressing up as women doing this shit. And they have, pedophiles have infiltrated the LGBTQ movement, and we have a responsibility to protect our actual normal gay and lesbian american friends and realize that those people are not part of that there should be clear delineation between those two and that's going to take the gay community calling that out as well which gays against groomers and communities like that are doing so and that's nice but we need more of that um because when we go back to crime pedophiles get instant death instant death public i am i am for liberal use 
of wood chippers mm. and public execution to reset the standard and the code of conduct in society. Yep. And pedophiles should be first on that list. And pe- pedophiles should know that if they get caught doing pedophile shit, that within fucking seven days, you're literally going into a wood chipper on live TV in front of the world. Yeah. That would stop people from doing that shit. Bro, that's how society's operated for thousands of years. Correct. It's human nature. That's why Vlad the Impaler put those people in the front yard. That's why people were publicly executed. And we've gotten so soft as a society that we don't do that anymore because it's it's not fair to the criminal. Motherfucker, they didn't think about that when they were committing all the crimes. Yeah, what's fair to When they were disrupting society, we're all civil human beings trying to be normal and, and live our lives and be productive and be friendly and walk down the street. And we can't because of these people. So we have to remove them from society or convince them that they should behave. And the only way to convince them that they should behave is public executions. Real shit. It's been happening for thousands of years. And because we don't do it anymore, now we have this problem. Yeah. Yeah. So my it take on- It wasn't uh, that long ago, bro. Huh? It wasn't that long ago either. No, it's, but it's, no, but it's, it's been it long- It shows you how quick shit can fucking- It's been long work. enough for people to forget. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. So uh, my take is, you know- uh, these people are Americans. Unless they're selling books for kids to suck dicks, preying on kids, teaching kids fucked up shit, stealing their childhood. Look at all these weirdos in the education system, bro, who talk to three-year-olds about who they're... I'm Like, dude, this dude shows up in high heels, and I'm Mick, I'm Mick Smith. Like, this is a fucking kid, man. Like, these people are stealing... In childhood innocence, the ability to discover in exchange for grooming them under the guise of experiencing other relationships. No. How about you let them discover it on their own like they discover everything else? So the line is with the fucking kids, and that goes for the indoctrination, the grooming, the the drag queen, story hour, all the fucking shit that's done. In, In my America, that is done. Normal gay people... You have nothing to worry about. I drink a Bud Light with you. A couple of them. All right? But I'm just saying. like, no, And I think most people feel this way. Let us know. This is what this is for. Most people feel this way. Most people have no problem with the gay community other than the fucking kid shit. Yep. And it's interesting how when we say these things like I'm saying them, that there's gay activists that come out and say that I'm anti-gay and I'm a homophobe because I criticize... Pedophiles. Pedophiles. That's fine. Hold on. What does that say about their thought mm-hmm. of their own community? They're telling on themselves. Exactly. Yeah, 100%, man. There's not a person that should be opposed to what I just said unless they are part of the people predatory, uh, preying on kids. Uh, point number six. This, this is a big one. Um, it's been tested time and time again. 2A. Second Amendment rights. I want to ask you, does the ATF need to be abolished? Like, I mean, I, I feel like that's part of it. But what, what's your statement? I have some very good friends that are ATF agents, and they're good people. And I'll hire you mm-hmm. because the ATF should be abolished. Yeah. Okay? Um, we should be able to have any weapons of any sort that our military is able to have. Because the Second Amendment is not about deer hunting like joe biden likes to say or like these liberals you don't need an ar-15 to hunt no shit bitch it's not for hunting it's for you that's the point okay and we have to get back to what we to a common sense understanding of what 2a is about 2a is to balance the power 
framework between the people and the government. Mm. And if we didn't have 2A right now, where do you think we'd be? Where do you think we'd be? Right. Okay? So in my opinion, Americans that are reasonable human beings that would pass a background check, I don't think you should be able to, and this is an argument that people who don't know guns don't understand. When I go to the gun store here in Missouri, which is a pretty liberal state when it comes to gun laws, I still have to get a background check. I still have to fill out a piece of paper. It still takes time. People who don't buy guns don't understand this. They think you can just go in there and say, I want this and this and this and this and this, and they just give it to you. That's not how the fuck it works. If I go in there and I have felonies or I have this or I have that, they don't sell you the guns. So we already have a background check framework in place, which I think is necessary, okay? Um, But I also think that with a reasonable amount of scrutiny on someone's background, they should be able to buy fully automatic weapons. They should be able to buy fucking RPGs. They should be able to buy shit that would keep them from getting fucking killed by their government. And if you're a real rich dude, you should be able to buy a tank that shoots. That's my opinion, because I'd like to have one. Yeah, and and so so I guess the counter to that is what keeps the the crazies in check like let's say they for whatever reason are able to pass the background check does this just refer back to the crime point yeah like, if you're yeah. a violent criminal you get killed you'll get handled yeah. yeah so you know that if you go on a you you know that if you somehow find your way into some situation where and by the way part of the crime situation would be to to take some of that money that tax money and put armed veteran guards at every single fucking school in this country Okay, so you're not going to take some mentally deranged moron that's going to run up to school, even with a fully automatic fucking, you know, uh, M4 and do anything against guys who are trained. It's not going to happen. No. Okay, so we can have these weapons, which gives us more security as humans and citizens of this country responsibly if we enforce the laws of criminals. You know, part of the problem with 2A is that people don't understand that criminals break the law. So even if we pulled all the guns out, okay, criminals will still be violent and they will, what happens in London? Stabbing. Mass stabbings. Yeah. Okay. Those people, the way you deter this is by making them understand that if you do a mass stabbing in seven days, you're going to be in the big show, brother. Uh You see what I'm saying? And we're going to watch you cry and whine and scream and and pray and fucking throw up and get sick and then we're going to watch your dick get cut off on national TV and shoved down your fucking throat. That would fix shit. Okay? But we need the arms to defend ourselves from a tyrannical government. And by the way, if you were to elect me, I would enjoy this because you guys would all say, like the people who detract from me, they would say, this guy's a fucking crazy dictator. Yeah. And I'd say, cool, here's the guns. Yeah, at least you got the guns. Yeah. <laughs> cool, here's the guns. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? I love and it. And that keeps me honest. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I'll get fucking killed. Can't go too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's fair. Just checks and balances. How 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 dick how much of a dictator is someone who gives you the weapons? <laughs> yeah. Unless you cut your dick off, you probably don't need one. Yeah, motherfuckers. Half the <laughs> half these motherfuckers today will try to get on the big show. Yeah, no that's shit. what we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it the big show. The big show. I the like big show. I like it. Uh, guys, Andy, point number seven, uh, it, it is uh, one of these years, elections. It, it, I mean, a lot of Americans, majority of Americans, believe 2020 was stolen. There's no doubt about that. There's a lot of evidence out there that suggests that. With 2024 coming in, what's the common sense consensus on elections? 
paper ballots in person, day of election, pay taxes to be eligible to vote. If you do not have a current tax return or you're behind on your taxes, you cannot vote. Now, remember, taxes at this point in time would be 10%. Mm. Okay? If you're 16 and you pay tax because you have a part-time job, you get to have a say. Now, you might have a stupid say, but I'm going to value you because you're, commi- you're, you're, you're contributing to th- the country. Um, if you're a homeless person or you're on government aid, you don't get to vote. Okay? People on government aid don't get to vote. Because they will consistently vote themselves more aid, which is the problem that we have in the, in, the, in the system right now. All right. And by the way, the left's goal is to create as much of those people as possible so that they will always win because they, their whole campaign strategy is to promise shit they never intend on delivering and then taking the funding and putting it in their own pocket. And if you don't understand that, you're fucking stupid because they've been doing it for 50 fucking years. Yep. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, in person paper ballots, uh, same day voting. Um, Voter ID. Voter ID and tax return. Love it. To contribute. I love it. Uh, that would have that would change that would fundamentally change the direction of our country. Well, I mean, shouldn't shouldn't the people voting and making decisions in this country be the ones contributing? Yes. Be the like I mean I don't how, how can you argue that? It's it's hard to argue, man. It's hard to argue. Why would somebody who's not contributing, who has no input Listen, in the production? You're in a car, okay? And you got two guys in the front seat and you got two of your broke buddies in the back seat mm-hmm. and me and you are in the front and our two buddies are in the back and we're driving down the street and I look to you and I say, Hey, where are we going to eat? And you say, fuck, I'm, you know, I don't know. Taco Bell sounds all right. That's mm-hmm. cheap. We can feed these dudes. They ain't got no money. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Taco Bell. And then they turn around and they say, fuck you. Take us to fucking Twisted Tree, man. We're going to fucking Twisted Tree. And you're paying for it. Mm. That's what's happening in this country right now. Oh, man. Yeah. That's what's happening right now. Look here. You get the dollar menu at McDonald's, all right? You're lucky you get shit. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you, you want to go to Twisted Tree, you pay for yourself. Yeah, start working. Yeah. Start driving. Yeah. I love it. And that's another thing that fits into what we're talking about here, which is the welfare problem. Welfare has to be completely wrecked and redone. I'm not saying we don't need it, but people will not work unless they're forced to work. So there should be a limited amount of time they're able to be on government assistance and they should have to pass drug tests and show that they're actively making improvement towards being employable. Yeah. Okay. This idea a crutch. Yeah. This idea that you're going to have another kid and get an extra amount of money, that shit has to stop. Yeah. Okay. They have to know that if they go their three years of a lot of lifetime on government assistance, or two years, or whatever we decide, you're on the fucking streets, bro, and there ain't nobody coming. Yeah. That will get people to work. Because that's the reality for the rest of us. That's my reality. If, if I don't I, work. That's right. Yeah. If I don't work, bro, if I don't get up every day and fucking do this shit, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. Why do you think I you think I do this? Because it's fun? It ain't fucking fun. It's hard as fuck. It'd be nice if someone would take care of me. Yeah. But it ain't going to happen. And I understand that. Because I was taught the right things growing up. And some of these people aren't. Yeah. So we have to change that as well. It's real shit, man. Uh, guys, point of contention number eight. Andy, we need the common sense on Congress with rules and regulations when it comes to who can go there, how long they should be there. What What is the common sense thought process of Congress? All right. If Joe Biden was our grandpa mm-hmm. and we went over to Christmas and he started talking and you and I were in the kitchen and Joe Biden's in the living room and he's screaming at, oh, oh, oh. You and, I, yeah, you and I are going to elbow each other and be like, 
fucking grandpa. Listen to this motherfucker. He must be cold. Okay, give, right. Give him another blanket. Okay, but this is the guy running our country. And these are the people running our country. The elderly people that we would literally ignore at a family function and say, and we would talk real loud, hey, grandpa. How you doing? How you doing? Those people are running the country. <laughs> that has to stop. Yeah. Okay, so there has to be an upper age limit. There also has to be term limits. There also has to be rules that says whatever laws that they pass apply to them as well. We have to remove immunity for the things that they do criminally in Congress, and it has to be seen again as something that is of service. And one of the ways that we can incentivize people to serve is by giving the entrepreneur or the successful, intelligent human being an incentive to serve by giving them a tax break on their business or their life for the time that they are serving. Okay, so like, let's say, for example, let's say I ran for president and I went in for eight years. Well, that's eight years I didn't get to work on my life. All right. Couldn't collect. But during those eight years, my business does not get taxed at all. That's a fair deal. And I would do it. Other people would do it, too. Okay, that's fair. So we have to make it fair for the people who are actually intelligent and can run and build and create things to run our country and incentivize them to go do it. Yeah. All right. And then obviously term limits. Yeah. What's the what's the deal with the lobby and shit? Uh, I don't think there should be lobbies. Yeah. I think lobbies should be completely eliminated because like, like when for we for anything for anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think we we need a representative Congress, mm-hmm. people who have their own ideas, their own thoughts, their own perspectives that are not skewed by financial gain to make decisions. The idea that our government, because people don't really understand, like. When you become the chair of a certain committee in government, people don't understand those chairs and those seats on those committees are bought by the PACs that support them, okay? So what we have in our government is a pay-for-play situation where if someone wants to be on this committee, their PAC then buys that seat for them to sit on. Um, you know, if if one of these guys best, for, like, for example, like if I was, if I owned fucking... Amazon, right? And my best friend was Eric Schmidt from Missouri, who is a good friend of mine. Right. And I just said, hey, Eric, our lobby is going to contribute to your fund $50 million a year, but you've got to vote this way on these issues. That's the way the government and works. We're going right. to put you on the tech board. Yes. Or that, we're going to put you on the oil board. Or that's the, the means. That's and, the way the government works. Yeah. And that's why these big companies don't pay any tax, don't contribute, get away from fucking everything, and create monopolies and put the af- actual entrepreneur, the middle class business owner, which is the fucking backbone of this country, out of business unfairly. All right. So lobbies should be eliminated completely, completely. If you get caught taking money to make a decision of any sort in any way, shape or form, that should be considered treason and it should be punishable on the big show. Love it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Guys, number nine. Uh, This one has affected millions of Americans at this point are affected by this every single year. Um, Point number nine is the drug crisis. Um. Where, where where do we differentiate here in drugs? And also, I mean, I would love to see two like tie in big farmer, bro, like because that that's a part of it. Okay, what, what's the consensus? So here? we have to have a conversation about what we want to accept as reality for as American citizens, and we all have different viewpoints here. Okay, sure. I have a different viewpoint than probably a lot of people, um, but I also believe that my viewpoint is common sense, and I'll explain it. I've been a drunk. Okay, I've I've been a drunk in my life. I'm not I'm not proud to say that, but I've had alcohol issues in my life. Okay, this is why I drink very little. In fact, I haven't had a drink of whiskey since 2018. 
All right. Um, I know how damaging alcohol can be to someone's life. I know the decisions that can be made that are detrimental to someone's life under the influence of alcohol uh, because I've made them many times. And I'm not proud of it. I've never made a decision like that smoking weed. I've never done it. I've never, none of the bad shit that's ever happened to me happened to me smoking weed. So if we're going to allow alcohol, because it's my belief that alcohol is allowed and pushed in culture the way that it is because it's so addictive and so detrimental that it, that it keeps people in that place of dependency, like we talked about under the personal excellence topic. So, and by the way, I'm not saying eliminate alcohol. Okay, I like I like to drink once in a while still, but I'll drink beer and I do it responsibly. And I usually do it at home. All right. Because I'm a wild fucking animal when I drink. That's the <laughs> truth. All right. Um, so we got to decide on what we're going to allow. And, and in my opinion, weed. Mushrooms come from the earth. They are natural things that grow out of the ground. And are we going to really make laws in a free country that says you can't eat shit that comes out of the ground? I mean, it. I don't think that's right. Don't sound too free. And I don't think that mushrooms and weed are nearly as detrimental as alcohol. So I think those three things fall into a category of legalization completely um, without uh, any sort of restriction federally. After that, when we get into, you know, cocaine and we get into crack and we get into heroin, I believe that that shit should be illegal and I believe that should be the, the people who deal, who create and sell those things should be eliminated just like the, the criminals because what that creates is the violence in society. Mm-hmm. So I believe that every drug conviction that is marijuana or mushrooms or anything like that should be overturned. Those people should be freed. And there's a lot of people in jail still for marijuana, bro. A, a lot. A lot. Okay. And that's fucking insane. That is fucking insane. All right. And, um, I think that's I think that's the answer. I think the answer is to declare a war on drugs, everything outside of that window, mm-hmm. and allow those things to be utilized at will by the American citizens and and businesses be made around them. What's Big Pharma's role in this? Because I believe they have the biggest uh, hand in the. I believe that Big Pharma is a monopoly at this point in time and needs to be broken up. Right. I believe there's a number of monopolies that need to be broken up. I believe that. Some of these big financial institutions need to be broken up. They own too many things, which is why we're seeing initiatives pushed down through the system, ESG, DEI, which are all failing, by the way. Um, And this woke culture that is pushed down through these initiatives into corporate America. So all of these big conglomerates need to be broken up. Uh, You know, anybody who has... I mean, we used to do this in this country all the time. In the 80s, we deregulated the, the phone industry, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but we have monopolies in this, in this country right now, and uh, we need to eliminate them. Yeah. So, and pharma's one of them. Um, the other one's tech. It's a big one. Yeah. It's a big one. And by the way, uh, because we don't have free speech on here, but ju- we're going to address it. Because... Because people like in Section 230, these companies are allowed to censor and make decisions based upon their terms and regulations around what's on their platform. And um, that that makes sense, right? 20 years ago when the Internet was pretty new and nobody really knew what was going to happen. But it doesn't make sense anymore because the entire fucking town square is on these platforms. So we can't say that freedom of speech um, is up to the discretion of three or four 
of the guys who own these tech platforms. Right. That's not that's not okay because then we're just deferring the censorship to them. When in reality, all of these platforms should be uh, they should be not allowed to censor and not allowed to traffic censor. Yeah. Okay, because one of the biggest forms of, of censorship on the internet is just turning off the traffic. Mm-hmm. It's not the removal. And you don't even know it. It's not deplatforming. Yeah. It's shadow banning and traffic throttling. Traffic throttling is the same thing as censorship. We have to eliminate all that uh, on social media platforms and make them operate as if they were a free speech platform. You know? Yeah. And things that are criminal, hard drugs child molestation, child porn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those things should be fucking, those things should be wiped off the internet. Yeah. And those people arrested. Guys, our 10th and last and final point of contention here, uh, Andy, is foreign affairs and foreign aid. What's the consensus here? Well, look, we shouldn't be funding the rebuilding or the wars or the conflict management anywhere else. Our tax dollars should be spent on Americans, America first should be the policy. It should always be the policy. And I am 100% in favor of us using all of our tax dollars here at home and then creating a military presence that is a massive deterrent and letting other people do whatever the fuck they want. Okay? Like, like we're not the world's police. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing, and, and we have to be real about this. Every single generation for the last, I don't even know how many, 100 years, Mm -hmm. has seen their strongest, most capable men sent off to war to die. Why do you think this happens? This doesn't happen because we need these wars. This happens because these people who send the people to wars make a lot of money doing it, while at the same time eliminating the, the, the highest likelihood segment of the population to resist and revolt against them. And they do this intentionally. So this is why when you go to France, France has a bunch of little dudes because all the big strong dudes have been killed off in wars. And all through Europe, this is a commonality. And we're getting that way here in America too. The the strong men are not breeding because they're not being allowed to breed because they're sent off to fucking die. All right? So we have to recognize that these tyrants have weaponized war against our own population in a way that we don't really see or talk about. It's the fact that they're removing our strongest leaders and getting them killed intentionally so that those leaders won't revolt against them. So that has to stop. These, these, this world policing has to stop. This membership in NATO, this membership in World Economic Forum, this membership in all these different things, that needs to stop. Okay, we don't answer to anybody here. We are us. We do the best we can. We're our own fucking team. And... Yes, we have allies, and yes, we work with people, but the biggest deterrent to people fucking with you is a great fucking military and a great threat of force that they are afraid of. So that's what we need to have. I love it, man. Well, that was our 10 points. Yeah. Those are 10 points. Final thoughts on this. Yeah, I'm going to give you my final thoughts. You know, you can agree or disagree with everything that I said, but I feel like I'm a pretty common sense balanced person. I think I understand what it takes to have order in society and order in civilization. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you think I'm crazy. I don't know. But that's okay. We could disagree. But here's the reality. We all know that what we have isn't working. And more of what we have had in the past isn't going to work any better. And for us to create a situation in our lifetime where we're proud to be Americans again and we're happy in this country again, major 
realignment is required. All right. Electing a new president who's not willing to make big changes is not going to change anything. All right. We're going to continue down this path. We might get a little bit of a break. Things might get a little bit easier. Things might get a little bit better. But really what this country needs is total reformation. All right. And it's time because we all know that this isn't working. We all know that it hasn't been working. And we all know that it hasn't been working for most of our lives. Most of our lives we've been abused by the government. That's a fact. And so for us to get to a place where we're actually free, we're going to have to have radical change done by somebody who's willing to do it. And in my opinion, none of these guys are actually willing to do it. But I can tell you this, this is the way I think it should be. And I'm not running for president, but I am working to create a culture that you guys who actually believes in common sense and some common sense rules about America. So maybe one day we could actually get it. And one thing we have to understand is that we could start on this now, okay? Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion and personal excellence takes time. It's not something that you can do today. It takes time, it takes commitment, it takes a diligent effort towards a different outcome than you have been experiencing so far in your life. And for us to actually get any of these changes in any way, shape or form, we have to remove their power over us. And the only way for us to remove their power over us is by us either revolting, which I don't think is gonna happen, or two, us becoming personally excellent and unplugging ourselves from their control mechanisms. We have to understand what they're doing to us. They are feeding us food that is filled with addictive chemicals that makes us fat. When we get fat, they are filling us with medication, which honestly makes us more sick long-term. When we get sick, we consume more of their data, more of their streaming, more of their information, which allows them to put more ridiculous information in our brain and control our brains, all right? Um, when we're broke, we don't have any leverage. We don't have any power. When we are demoralized, we don't seek any of these things. We don't seek any self-improvement, and that's the goal of demoralization. So if we really wanna change this country into what it could be and what it should be, we have to start with our own selves, and we can do that today. That's something you can do. You can start to work to become the example for everybody in this country to look at, all right? And maybe not everybody in the country will look at you. Maybe it's only your family, but if it starts with your family, it'll go to your neighbors. When it goes to your neighbors, it'll go to your community. When it goes to your community, it'll flow beyond that. And that's how we create change. When people see you win, they want to win. They want to know how you did it. Be a good neighbor, show them how, teach them how, help them be better. These are the cultural changes that we can make now as opposed to waiting for someone to come in and just make all these logistical economic policy changes that will fix the rest of the puzzle. If we ever want a chance at fixing this country, we have to become personally excellent. We have to stop hating each other based upon differences that the media tells us we have. We have to stop tolerating things that are intolerable, like the molestation and grooming and disgusting trafficking and shit that's happening with our children in this country, which seems to be more and more accepted. We have to make a stand there, okay? We have to be vocal. We have to use our voices. We have to do the things that we can do, okay? If we do these things now, in a few years, we will have a situation where the government will look completely different because the culture will demand a difference. So, if we think about what we can do, you could say, oh, Andy, that sounds all nice and good, but still, what's going to change? Nothing will change until you change. That's what we have to understand. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion and it is the 
catalyst to all the rest of the change that comes. And people don't like to hear that because it takes effort and it's hard and it takes commitment. But the reality is, is without that, none of the rest of the change is possible. So go out there, do your fucking part. And if we all do our parts, we have an opportunity to really make a difference in this country. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll, can't fold, does a no headshot.